one of the things I recommend you do when you're planning out your year and your goals is you have to plan around things that are important. Mm -hmm. So if you know that your kid's a senior in high school, mm, you're going to be attending a lot of award ceremonies. You should probably go to the website of the school and mark those days off at work. Put in a request now, right? Create your schedule around that. If you know that you go to the dentist in April and October, you should probably make those appointments now. Right. If you know that you get an annual, you know, prostate or mammogram or whatever, make those appointments now. Like I do all that in January, so there's no surprises. Yeah. Um, and then I also plan all the vacations. Like when will we be? So again, I'll be going to the kids' college websites, seeing when they're out, and then creating uh family experiences around those times and so then i can run my business with that in mind and then it makes you feel like you're looking forward to something welcome to the push podcast why push because a nudge is just too friendly i'm janelle and i'm eddie and we're the copelands we are entrepreneurs parents business and life coaches lifelong learners and so much more On this podcast, we share some of our best and worst experiences. (laughs) From raising kids to building businesses or having a career you always dreamt of, we tackle it all. And all the funny moments in between. Look, life can be a challenge and sometimes you just need the right friends to help you push through. Pushing you to the right mindset and perspective that shifts life in your favor. So if you're like us and you're always looking to grow, laugh and dream big, this is the place for you. So get ready to be pushed. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Push Podcast. My host was not ready. She's the lean and hungry type. Oh, God. That sounds so horny. First of all, you didn't even tell me. I got no warning. You just decided to take over. Anyways, happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. It's 2024 on the Push Podcast (laughs) and in real life. And we're excited to be here. And um, yeah, so let's just dive in. If you're new here. We do what in the world? What, what in the, the world, world is just like dumb shit, crazy stuff that happens that we share and discuss with you. Uh-huh. I think that gets the most traction because people always send me like one time we were talking about like who the hell buys lime green cars. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many messages I got of people that were like out and about at lunch taking pictures of green cars and they're like that guy. That's the guy that buys green cars. <laughs> That's hilarious. So my what in the world, um, I have two. Well, I have one. You have one. My one in the world's about you, but I want you to do it. I'll start, though. Okay. So we were in the car um, a couple weeks ago just driving, minding our business. Uh I think the girls were in the back. Jordan was in the back home for the holidays. Okay. And this motorcycle, we were in the carpool lane in California. (laughs) That means there are two or more people in the car. Uh And this motorcycle goes by and kicks Eddie's mirror. No, he doesn't Wait, kick it. He didn't kick it that time. No, I, we saw somebody kick a, a, a mirror mm-hmm. before. Like weeks prior to that, we saw someone kick a mirror like on the motorcycle, kick it closed because apparently the car in the carpool lane minding their business didn't get over to let make room for the motorcycle. Yeah. That's some bullshit. Yeah, like I just remember petty. seeing that. And I was like, that is so rude. I'm driving in my lane. I'm a vehicle. I'm supposed to be watching out for you just so I can move over to let you illegally, you know, change lanes back and forth because you're on a motorcycle. Before you go crazy, 
I rode motor- motorcycles mm-hmm. like in my 20s. I had a motorcycle. So I know what it's like to be considerate for motorcyclists. And I appreciate that. Right. But it's not everyone else's responsibility to be on the lookout for you so that you can weave in and out of traffic. Correct. In and out of the carpool lane, which is designed for two or more people. Right. So I found that really offensive. Why did they get the drive? Fast forward. Yeah. We're in the car with Jordan. Right. And this car uh, or this motorcycle pulls up. Apparently, you weren't paying attention Was in it? your Tesla. And they just like with force closed your mirror. Right. And I was so offended. We were like, what was that? And you were like, that guy just closed my mirror. Right. So he could get by. Right. Mind you, there he could have went anywhere. But he was pissed because you were in your carpool lane, minding your business, not watching out for him. Right. And, and mind you, okay, so a, a few things about that. Number one, I was in autopilot, mm-hmm. right? So I'm just keeping my eyes forward, making sure that I'm touching the wheel and the car is driving. And we're the, kind of in a little bit of traffic. We're in, yeah, we're in traffic. Not stop traffic. Not, no, it's, but it's, it's congested. Yeah. Right. And it, the, my car doesn't just slide over automatically to mm-hmm. let a motorcycle by. Yeah. So Cause that's not what it's built for. It's not, it's not, yeah, no. it's not built for that. It's not designed to move over. Maybe they'll add that addition. Cause I can see the, like on the computer screen, I can see the motorcycle. Mm-hmm. But I think that, the, the other part of it is like, why do they get to just have free reign? Right. Like, okay. So one, why is the carpool lane designed to give me a ticket if I'm in a car weaving in and out, but you can do that. Right. And I Two, wonder how many accidents happen. In isn't motorcycle that extremely dangerous <laughs> right. for the law to allow you to just cross over double lines, you know, go in and do out. Do where the hell you want. That doesn't seem right. No, it's right? not right. It should and, be changed. And three, the audacity of you to think that my only goal in life is to pay attention to a motorcycle that might be approaching the back of me so I could move over and what let what I feel is letting you illegally lane change. Right. That doesn't make sense to me. No, it, you know, and it's, it's one of those things, and this happens in life, where you think your situation garners the awareness of everybody else, mm-hmm. right? And it just doesn't, yeah. right? It, it Like you being on the motorcycle and you thinking that car should know that you're behind them is not reality. Right. Now, I do want to throw in a little like disclaimer. Okay. Again, being a motorcyclist, uh-huh. I think it's important that you watch, you know, like if a motorcycle is on your blind spot before you get over. Right. So if I'm going to lane change, uh-huh. then it's my responsibility to watch the traffic and get over. Right. But I think that. And get over responsibly without hitting a motorcycle. Right. Like that's something. Yeah. Like if I'm on a motorcycle and you got over without checking your blind spot and you hit me, I'm going to kick your car <laughs> from my motorcycle. Right. Like, cause you're just being an irresponsible driver. Be aware of your surroundings. Right. But if I'm sitting in kind of a little bit of traffic and we're stopping going, let's say 45 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour. And you push my mirror or kick my mirror because you wanted to approach in my lane and I've got multiple passengers and you don't. I'm pissed about that. <laughs> I just am. And, you know, when he did it, I, I thought to myself, boy, I wish I could get him back for that. <laughs> but I, I was like, yeah. that was my petty self. That was me having a, a, a quick 
spike in 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 anger, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, just relax, whatever. He didn't, see, I felt he violated. Didn't, he didn't break my mirror, so but he could have. He could have, and like, and it would have been a high speed chase because I would have caught that son. No, you wouldn't have because you would have been in traffic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I had a, you know, the story. I had a toxic boyfriend mm-hmm. in my twenties, actually, who used to ride motorcycles with me. Yeah. Who kept a handful of batteries and coins in his center console so that in situations like that, when you wanted to be petty and retaliate, he just would open his sunroof, reach into the center console and throw out like batteries and change hard at a person, at a car. Like it's surprising. I'm Maybe he's in jail. I don't know. Thank God I found you. Right. Could you imagine I'm married to someone like that? That throws batteries at the car? Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean. That's offensive. I might, Sometimes people deserve it, but I, I would never do that. I know someone who used to keep one of those little Dodger bats mm-hmm. um, like in the, in, the, in the crack of their seat. Oh, uh-huh. And when someone would do something, uh, they have been known <sighs> to get out of their car and beat someone's car oh. with a little Dodger bat. And these are a little bats. So like at Dodger Stadium back in the day, they used to give you these. It's like an 18 inch. Bat. Yeah, it's like an 18 inch bat, but it has a little weight on it. Uh-huh. Like if you banged on somebody's car, it's gonna dent it all well, up. You crack a skull with that. I don't know if you could do that, but mm. <laughs> if you hit somebody <laughs> hard enough. I mean, you can. I'm sure if you hit anybody hard enough with anything, you can yeah. crack their skull. But well, I got one. What? I know somebody who carries a machete oh, in their yeah. car, and it's in a bag from Lowe's with yeah. a receipt. And he keeps it in his car door. And his name's Craig Coley, and that's my father. (laughs) Former (laughs) guest on the Push Podcast. So my dad, who happens to be a fan favorite on the podcast, I'm not joking, you guys. He's got, you know how, like, if you're the driver and your door is to your left. Right. And there's that little, you know, crevice compartment in your car door, like down below. He's got a machete in there <laughs> yeah, and he won't call it a machete because it's a gardening tool from right. Lowe's. It's in the Lowe's bag with a receipt. Mm-hmm. So his theory is, is if I got pulled over, this is not a weapon. This is a gardening tool. Right. And I was like, well, the fun thing is that you the funny thing is you keep it so accessible for like a fight or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, he keeps exchanging it. So the receipts uh, recent. Right. I mean, not you. <laughs> psychopath but i wouldn't be surprised also i don't know if i ever mentioned on the podcast but this is going to sound really bad but i asked him um for oh i was making a balloon arch for Mm -hmm. my sister's baby shower and he was in the car with us and uh it was like her car and i was like sis do you have any giant trash bags and he goes oh i got some in my trunk i was like Okay, like the 60-gallon, like, yard ones. And he goes, oh, yeah, I got those. But I also have, like, king-size mattress plastic bags in the back of my trunk, too. I go, why? He goes, you never know what you got to, like, put a bag over. Put a bag over. Like, I carry grocery store bags. You carry king-size mattress plastic bags in the back of your trunk. So we pull up um, to my sister's house. And he goes, here, come on, let me give you your bags. And we go in the back. And sure enough, he's got from Lowe's probably a giant box of 60 gallon black trash bags. Right. And I'm like, Dad, these are the really big ones. Like, what do you do with these? And he goes, you never know what you got to put in a bag. <laughs> so then he like moves something out of the way. And I go, why do you have bleach in the back of your trunk? And he's like, well, you never know what you got to clean. 
And then he pulls out this other like stack of like 20 plastic bags that I'm not shitting you are for king size mattresses. In his defense, he did used to work for a mattress company, so I get that. But why do they need to be conveniently accessible in your trunk? And so I said, if you couple this with your machete, this is a bad look for you, Dad. Like, should I be really concerned? And I'm not lying to you guys. I asked all of our family members. (laughs) I need to run something past you. Do you think my dad is killing people? Like, And they all laughed, you included. You were like... Ah, nah. Yeah. But why? Like, these yeah. are the signs of a Weapon, serial killer. Yeah. You know, articles and, uh, um, you know, paraphernalia yeah. that is designed And to when you thought it was up. funny, I said, honey, can you just imagine we're sitting in a court of law and the judge says, Mrs. Copeland, you didn't find this odd? And I'm going to say, yeah, I did, but my husband thought it was funny. I would say he's an avid gardener. Okay. Right? He loves, loves, loves to help people move. So sometimes people have mattresses Mm -hmm. and they need that. And um, the bleach is, he's a clean freak. He really is. That was an off brand for him, (laughs) but the rest of it together. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? Pretty sus. It's definitely <laughs> sus. Okay. I've seen people get, get convicted for less. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So what's your what in the world? Um, so we watched uh, No Hard Feelings, right? <laughs> With uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, right? And, uh, it, you know, it was a rom-com in, uh-huh. in the holiday season. We want to watch some movies and shows and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not going to spoil the movie, but there's a part in the movie where the uh, the guy that you know, you can see it in the previews is it, it, who is their parents are basically trying to get him to start dating to get mm-hmm. out of his shell, get mm-hmm. out of his comfort zone. Uh, and he basically, you know, goes on a date with Jennifer Lawrence's mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a moment where he actually gets behind the piano and plays a song. Mm-hmm. And now this song is a well-known song by Hall and Oates. Uh-huh. And it's called Man Eater. Uh-huh. Right. And he did it in a version with the piano. And I just thought it was lights out. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like, so good. yeah, you know, and so I have been on repeat with this song for days now. It's yeah. not a day that hasn't no, gone guys, by. It's in his like uh, phone on his <laughs> Apple music as like the top most 25 played songs. He's had the words up on the screen. Like the girls are like, dad, you still need the words. Like you've listened to this I'm 87 to times, I'm trying to right? get it down. And Eddie's obsessed with his song, you guys. Like every time he gets in the shower, he puts on music, but it's only this song on repeat. So I'm like, is he playing this song again? So to give you context, the guy that plays the 19-year-old kid in in uh, the movie, he's also the guy that played in Dear Evan Hansen, the yeah. musical. And so he is a, a musical kid. Right. And when he gets on the piano, you're just not like expecting it. And yeah. The song is fire. Yeah. Like you should add it to your playlist. It's really, really the most amazing rendition of Man Eater. Yeah. So that's my what so, in the world. Like how whoa, did he come, here she uh, comes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did he come up with that? Yeah. You know. It was so good though. So so good. That was my that was my what in the world. Well, there you have it. Yeah. So we just are coming out of the holidays. I am still struggling to put all of my holiday decorations <laughs> away. Um because you've been making bracelets and yeah. keychains. I'm and... all about craft crafty Janelle is in full effect right now. <laughs> and, and can I just say this? My other what in the world is if you haven't noticed already, and if you've listened, I don't even know what, what episode we're on. Mm-hmm. We're on we're near 200 something 200 something mm-hmm. 
But my lovely wife. Anytime you say that, my lovely wife, there's a dig she coming. She goes all in. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is no half stepping at all. Why would you half ass anything? I, I gotta no, use your whole ass. No. <laughs> I use yeah, my whole ass people, in all my crafts. No, but I mean, some people flirt with nah, things. I don't like, dabble. Oh, they dabble. In, Am I in, a dabbler? In, no. No. no, this is my point. Right. And so the woman starts the holiday season and all of a sudden these beads start arriving and she's like got, you know, the what is that plastic rubber elastic string? Elastic string. string. And then before you know it, she's like knee deep. Mass producing. Mass producing <laughs> all through. When did you start this? Was it like it before was Christmas? It was the week before Christmas. And she start, she gets into her head that she wants to start making keychains for all, all of, of the, the neighbors, neighbors the whole and she wants to match it to their home color and mm -hmm. decor and so she's running outside taking pictures of people's houses mm -hmm. and like I'm not people you're I'm making me sound psycho oh why well, i'm craig coley's daughter tell, tell me when i'm exaggerating <laughs> please please let me know when i start to exaggerate she's walking around the neighborhood taking pictures of people's houses i'm sure you probably shaved off a little piece of paint just to get the colors oh right. my god you're bad <laughs> um but yeah so she's done that and so she basically creates all of these keychains and then goes out and delivers them uh, and the neighbors were definitely like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. It was super exciting. Can I explain why, though? Because you you're making me look bad. No, it's not about Let me explain. Just, um, Let me explain. <laughs> so Jordan was coming home from London for the holidays. Now, right. this girl has no money. She's a broke, you know, college kid. And I know she likes to be thoughtful. And so right. I thought I'm going to give her a gift like a couple days early that I know she'll use and enjoy and then she'll be able to make a bunch of bracelets, which I know she'll want to as Christmas presents for all of her family, friends, whatever. So, you know, one night it was Christmas day before Christmas Eve. I was like, do you want a little present? And she's like, sure. So I give it to her. She goes, oh, my God, I can make bracelets for everyone. And I was like, yes, I knew you would want to do that. So like, here's a bunch of beads and like bracelet stuff and all that stuff. So then she goes in her room and pulls out all of her other beads. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? We're missing these colors. So on Amazon, I order a bunch of stuff. And then the next day I happen to go to Michael's for something. And so I brought more. So it just kept accumulating. Right. But we made probably I'm not exaggerating at least 80 bracelets. OK, <laughs> I mean, literally our whole family has them like all over their wrist. So then I was like, every year I do something special for the neighbors because I just try to spread love. That's just what I do. And um, last year I put together a cookie kit for them. Like it had a cookie cutter and some cookie mix right. and sprinkles and just like something surprising for the neighbors every year. So we're talking like 25 neighbors, you guys. So then I was like, what if I order big beads and make like a keychain that matches their house that has their address on it? <sighs> so cool. If someone made that for me, I'd be really excited. I like to give gifts that are useful. Right. Uh -huh. And so then I put this um, cute little like letter on it that says I want to read it so you guys know. Um, dear neighbor, as we welcome another year full of hope and new beginnings, I wanted to share a small token of appreciation with you to celebrate the unique charm of our neighborhood. I crafted a special keychain that reflects the beauty of your home. It's a little reminder of the wonderful community that we share and the memories we create within each of our homes. May this keychain not only add a touch of joy to your daily routine, but also symbolize the warmth that makes our neighborhood so special. Cheers, blah, 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 blah. 
if someone did this for me, I'd be like, this is the most thoughtful thing ever. Oh my God, it matches our house. So those are the kinds of gifts that I try to give. Now, did it ruin my Christmas? Yes, because (laughs) (laughs) I did one day, I went on Google and I started looking at the aerial map of like all of the addresses. Then I was like, oh yeah, that's the such and such house, right? So I sat there and I made like half of the keychains one night from Google. The next morning I go out for a walk and I'm like, son of a bitch, that's the wrong address. Like that house got painted. Oh my God. And so then I started panicking. Now I got to get a bag, take all the keychains I've made, go down the block. And now I'm confused because all the numbers are starting to look the same. Right, right. And so then I'm like, I got, I, I got to take pictures. Well, when I went, it was dusk. And so it was kind of getting dark. So then I remade them that night. And then the next morning I go out thinking I'm almost done and the freaking colors are wrong again. So it was just a nightmare, but I kept telling myself, be in joy. This is fun. You're doing something nice for other people. And so, yes, it did eat up about four of my days. And by the way, those beads that I used for the neighbor's house, they're like wooden beads, not like the bracelet beads. They cost a fortune. So each of those chain, like keychains, probably 30 bucks. I don't know. Not that bad, but they're expensive. Because some people pick the most odd colors for their houses. And I'm like, why? Now I gotta go buy a separate pack of beads. And now I got all these extra beads because nobody else's house is color is that color. Right. But anyways, it was a nice fun thing. And all the neighbor a lot of neighbors have left um thank you cards. And so I feel like I did a right the right thing and spread love. You did. So don't shame me. I didn't shame you. I was just telling them. But what, I do go all in. You do go all in. There's no. You should appreciate that about I know. me. I mean, let's think about all the things you've gone all in. No, we won't do that. That's no, a lot of things. No, we don't have things. time for that. You know, remember you're all into belt buckles? Yeah, that was Yeah, okay. I was also 18 <laughs> and I was crafting. And and who cares? Why don't you get a hobby? Why don't you go all in on something? I, I do. What is your hobby? I like to read. I like to, I like to read books. And, uh-huh. And I, I love. Um, golf. Golf. Yep. Yeah. I went all in on golf, you too. You did. Yeah, I've got so, all the clothes, everything. So, the, speaking of all in, right? Mm-hmm. We you have love the, the all year, in podcast. The new year. Okay. New you. How do we go all in on the, the new year? I, I, the, the year of the Mamba, mm-hmm. 2024. So okay. for those who are uh, not from California, you know, that's, you know, Kobe, Kobe Bryant, Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's a lot of, like, you know, things... And then, like I think our my, our numbers are the same, like our numerology numbers eight. I don't know. This is new to me. Don't oh, we, the uh, don't, you, don't we have the same number? Yeah. What's the number though? It's eight. like a no. It's called something. You're just saying our numbers are. I the said same. Our numer- what numbers? numerology number. Our, our, yeah, or is it our angel number? Or, it's angel number. Is that what it is? Yeah. Which is supposed to be like your good luck number. Yeah. Oh no, you're seven. I'm eight. Right. Right. Um, Mine's so cliche. Lucky number seven. Ugh. Well, you know. Don't be regular then. Wow. <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> Don't be a jerk to your wife. So, so, you know, we wanted to do a podcast and recognize the fact that we're still coming out of the holidays. Some of you are maybe recovering. Some people have been off and like in holiday mode that maybe you forgot how to work out. You forgot what, you know, time you are supposed to wake up for work. You forgot like that you actually, you maybe you forgot what you do for a living. Like right. at some point tomorrow, <laughs> I'm jumping back in with my team and I asked literally my team mate, Jessica, I was like, what is it that I do for a living again? Like, and she just laughed. She's like, I feel the same. I was like, okay, well, we're going to have to figure this out on Tuesday morning. So we're jumping in tomorrow, but we thought 
that in spirit of starting the new year, we um, wanted to talk to you about pushing through to new heights, new goals, a new you. So we want to have a discussion on like goal setting, some practices yeah. that we use, some workshops. We've t- we've taught so many workshops on like new year, new you. Um, back in 2018, I did a whole workshop for five days called the planning party. Um, I'm just really big on reflecting on the previous year. This is the first step in goal setting, I believe. Yeah. The weeks going into maybe November, December, I always get a notebook and I start to scroll through wherever you've captured memories, documented anything. So that could be your calendar. For me, it's my camera roll. If I took a picture of my food, I was probably out on a date night or something like that. So I go through starting at January and I'm like, oh my God, January 2nd, we went on a hike. That's so cool. I was with Drea. Love that. It starts to spark all this joy. And then I have a chance to reflect on all of the amazing moments that I captured in the previous year. So that takes a while, but it's also something I'll always have. Like I can go through any of my notebooks for any previous year. And then what you do at the end of it, when you get through each of the months, you say, God, what did I really love about this year? I loved being in nature, being outdoors. I loved spending time with girlfriends. I loved um, the fact that I took two weeks off, you know, every quarter. I loved, so you start to kind of just acknowledge the things that brought you joy, that you felt good about, and then you write those down and say, I wanna create more of this going into the new year. So that's my first strategy. And I think that, that, you know, one of the things I noticed as you do, because I don't, that's not my practice, but. No, what is your strategy actually? But, but I want, I will get to that, but okay. I wanted to, I think one of the things that, that I think when you do that and we talk about it, one of the things I think is really great is that something that you did not think you accomplished, mm-hmm. you, you realize that, oh, wow, I actually did do that. Yeah. And I think that um, that reflection, I think, is super important. Um, for me, like, I do think about the year and I, and I think about like the pursuit of things. And, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I know that for me, like, there are goals that I have that from a career aspect, that I can't, I can't control the time. Okay. Right. So, me coming up with a New Year's resolution, saying this is this is the thing I want to do, um, when I can't control the time, can sometimes lead to you know disappointment. Disappointment because a lot of it is outside of my control. When I don't the think thing that's happens. a New Year's resolution. No, though. it's not a New Year's resolution. But I'm just saying, some people say, "What do you want to accomplish this mm-hmm. year?" Where I'm like, "The same thing I want to do last year, mm-hmm. Pinky. Like I want to take over the world." Right. What was that voice? <laughs> Was that from a movie? Pinky in the Brain. You don't remember that? I have no clue what that <laughs> You've is. You've never seen Pinky <laughs> in the no Brain. I have no clue what that is. He said, Pinky, we, <laughs> what are we going <laughs> to Pinky would say, what are we going to do? He goes, same thing we did yesterday, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Oh, like, God. So, is this a cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, Pinky. no. Okay, so <laughs> so this that's a constant thing that you're doing. And so I do want to acknowledge those that there I know in, in conversations that I have with people, there are a lot of people that, they're not big fans of New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. right? And so um, they think about it as like I'm in either a continue. And this is, and I'm thinking about high functioning, high you know caliber people 
that don't look at New Year's resolutions as something they want to participate in. They're like, I'm always in pursuit of this. This is the, uh, Yeah, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. No, I, I'm not saying you do. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying some people do. Like, they may look at this title and they may think, mm-hmm. oh, we're talking about New Year's resolutions, mm-hmm. right? No, I think we're looking at, like, you know, a new year gives you a reflecting point. Mm-hmm. It gives you another jump off point. It, it resets the, the calendar, resets the timetable. And you may have things that you say that are time bound. They say, hey, this year I would want to accomplish this. Right. And so I think the new year allows that. For yeah. that right. But I, I want to just acknowledge like some, we're not talking about New Year's resolutions, so to speak. Uh, we're talking about like looking at the opportunity to set time bound goals um, for the new year. Yeah. I'm, uh, I guess new year, new me feels like a sense of new beginning. It feels like a fresh start. And of course there are things that I'm continuing, right? I'm continuing projects that I, uh, was working on up to Christmas. Right. right? So there will be a lot of continuation, but like looking back on 2023, I prioritized fitness because I made it a goal that I wanted to be fit in Mm -hmm. 2023. Yeah. And so going into 2024, that will also be a, a priority that I continue, but there are going to be things that I tweak mm-hmm. around me showing up for my fitness uh, goals every is day. That, is that tweak, do you think, like based on like what you learned? Oh, oh, 100%. Like one of the things is uh, one of my friends, Jen, I can't remember her last name right now, but she wrote an ebook on like why people sabotage their diets right Mm. like everyone's like oh i just don't have the willpower this and that was the number one thing i heard when we were competing i just don't have the willpower to do that well we competed eight years ago and i don't know if it's that i don't have the willpower to do it again i just don't want to right so what's that called right and so i read her book just to see if it would spark something and i realized that when i don't plan ahead and i don't know what i'm gonna eat for me, anything goes. Yeah, yeah. And so for me to get a notebook and say, hey, these are the three meals that I'm going to cook and I'm going to rotate through them. And then if I tell myself I have to eat four or five times a day high protein, well, I got to stock up my fridge. Yeah. And so for me, kind of having like a menu, like you don't know this because I do the cooking mostly, but I made three meals yesterday, salmon, Brussels sprouts, like all this stuff, right? And so I have, you know, Uh, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and protein snacks plan for us for the next three days. But then I also know what I'm going to do for the three days after that. So for me, if I want to uh, really stick to like a fitness regimen and I want to see a difference, my diet really matters. And in order for my diet to be a priority, I have to plan ahead. Yeah. And so that's one of the things though in her book, she talks about like self-sabotage is not planning. And Mm -hmm. for me, that was my biggest thing. And the other one's like, uh, I, I negotiate with myself. I do. It's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know if you do, but I'm like, I worked out four times this week. I can eat that. Right. And like, we went to the movies the other night and you were like, we're getting popcorn. I was like, no, we're not. No, you said we're not. Yeah, getting I popcorn. said, we're not getting popcorn. And I was like, and you were really? like, we're not. Uh, nope. We're not getting popcorn. And because if I don't stay true to my commitments, then I'm breaking them to myself. That's bad. Yeah. So just maintaining the self commitments that I have, like I have to do that. And I so think if I'm aware of the fact that those are the two things that throw me off, then I have to plan around that. Yeah. And I think that discipline, I think, you know, um, starts to migrate into other things that you that you want to accomplish. Like I, I find I find 
the thing that gets in my way will be breaking something I'm d- disciplined on. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I can miss this workout. Yeah, you start or, compromising. Oh, yeah, you start you start to compromise. And so I do believe that one act of discipline can be a domino effect for other mm-hmm. acts of discipline. And so you can start to get really regimented with your workouts. Then you, your, your diet starts to really click and then you don't want to mess it up. And so you, you start and then you you know, you do that for two weeks or so and then you start seeing results and now you're motivated by the results and then you just kind of mm-hmm. keep going. You just spark something in me. Yeah. Before we hit record, I was like, I think it's important that you choose one word of the year that can help kind of remind you of your goals. And you just gave me my word and it's momentum. Mm. So for me, it's not discipline. I just need the structure in order to create the discipline Got and it. keep going. And it's the same though, you're right, it does bleed into other areas. So if I know that my personal like preference is to negotiate with myself and if I'm not planned, anything goes, right? I'm like that with work too. And so if I see results in my diet and I create momentum, but my word of the year is momentum and we want to, you said elevate, right? and we're trying to do that in business and in career, then I should probably apply that if it works there to other things. Right, And right. so it's kind of like a r- ripple effect. And so that's what works for me. So back to you, um, right before we hit this, I was like, well, what do you do to plan? Because I always, every year, you know, I sit down with tea. I've got a candle. I've got notebooks. I've got all this <laughs> stuff. It's like, I feel good about it, though. Right. Like, I feel excited to reflect on the year. And I'll tell you why. Every year, I'm like, God, I wish that I would have spent more time with family. Mm-hmm. Or I wish that I would have been uh, focused more on things I like to do outside of the home, like you know, like bike riding, right? And then it never fails. Every time I sit down and I journal and I reflect, I'm like, I really did actually a good job. I had a lot of pictures of my family. Like we did do a lot of stuff. And so I always feel really good, which gives me a huge sense of gratitude. And then I'm like, okay, well now just pay attention to it. Make sure you're capturing the moment. Make sure that you're in the moment. Make sure that, you know, just you're paying attention to this stuff. And so, yeah, the self-reflecting is really good for me, but you don't do that. What do you do? <laughs> I don't do an event of self-reflecting. Do you do anything? Yeah, I do. Well, I self-reflect. I, You know, it's funny because in, in, in December, I self-reflect a lot in my head. Okay. And so I think about... What's that process look like? I just think about like in like the first quarter of the year, mm-hmm. like what were, what were we doing? And so I, I kind of How like... How do you remember? Oh, I just think and I just remember. But you don't remember what you ate like last night how do you remember what you did last q1 i guarantee you don't remember what you did last q1 yes i do no you don't yeah. in all of the categories so here's how i do it oh in I all have, the categories yeah no. so I, just so, so th- you guys his, know his, i have 10 life right. categories so, so you have 10 ca- yep. categories what's I, your category I, I one don't. i have i have like two what health and in like business like what about relationships and relationships too. what about finances <laughs> It's what part about, of business. That is not. Yes, it is. I don't like your categories. <laughs> all right. So I, <laughs> I, I'm, you, you know me, I'm, I'm all, you know how I am. Uh, okay. <laughs> I hate when people <laughs> say that. But I am all about simple, simplify. Uh-huh. Right. And so I'm like, okay, what do I want to do? All right. Last year I wanted to get in the best shape I could possibly be in at the age I was at. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you do that? 
And I did. I got really. Mm-hmm. I got in much better shape, right? Mm-hmm. I started to like lean out. Yeah, I started everyone to feel, was telling you you were super skinny. Yeah, and then everybody was you shaming had to replace me. Replace all your clothes. Yeah, people were shaming me because I, you know, I was I, I had leaned out. You know I, why? What you lose all the weight in your face. I know, and I gain all the weight in my face. Right, and so when you lose weight, it's like, oh God, you're sucked up. <laughs> oh, like God. everybody made a comment. Am oh, I sucked up right now? Your mom was like, you you're like withering away, and she looks at me as though. I'm not feeding you and I don't appreciate that from anyone. So yeah, you decided to put yourself on a starvation diet. I didn't put on my, I wasn't a starvation diet. I I was consistent with my workouts. I, um, I found, I was like, I work, I'm gonna work out on my lunch. Mm -hmm. And so that was my routine. And you did a good job, baby. Thank you. I love you. (laughs) I just, I don't like regimented Eddie though. Like I, I like when we can have fun with food (laughs) With, you know, just, I don't know. I don't like when you're like, uh, well, you know, I gotta go to the gym before I come home. I'm like, that's my time. You should have done that shit on your time. But, you know, I want to support your goals. But not only that, but working out, working out for me is, is like a life force. Yeah. Right. And so it's not just about me getting stronger, getting leaner, looking better. It's mm-hmm. like, it's how I find mental clarity. Yeah. So working, that's why I'm like, oh, I have to work out. Cause it's, it's something that's pressing on my mind. So I do a lot of that in my head. And then I just say, this is what I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Or this is how I want to start approaching things. Well, that's one way to do it. Yeah. it's. In, it, it's I just feel it. like you should take inventory and then of I all write, And I put it in my phone. Mm-hmm. And I have a goal. And I say, mm-hmm. this is what I want to accomplish. And then I, I honestly do a lot of visualization of what it's going to look like accomplishing it. Mm-hmm. And so then I just go to work on it. And so that's kind of my process. Yeah. Could I be more structured? Maybe. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like for the, you know, for the most part, it works. Mm-hmm. It works for me. Except so. for when you neglect our relationship because you don't set any goals around it. Well, this year I'm going to set goals around See? our relationship. Well, you should look at my categories I know, then. But that's to me categories for me. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know why? Because you're not. Okay, so I'll tell you guys what my categories are. The thing is, you can pick and choose. Yeah. But these are categories that no matter what book you read, no matter what Tony Robbins or conference you go to, at some point, all of these are going to interchange or interweave into your happiness and mm-hmm. your well-being. So the first one's like time management. Mm-hmm. That's around productivity. What are you doing with your time? Mm-hmm. You know that if you're procrastinating, if you're not being planful, if you're wasting time, you're not going to have time to focus on your goals. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I first started holding myself accountable to that, I was like, I'm turning on my notification, turning off my notifications. Right. And they've never went back on. Yeah. So every year it's like, what small little tweak, you know, do I need to make to get better? What am I distracted at? Right. Yeah. Um, it's just something to take quick inventory of. Yeah. And then make a little goal. Like maybe you don't scroll TikTok during the hours of 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. After 6, do what you want. Right. So it's something to just take inventory of. The next one, health. We already talked about the importance of that. But maybe you want to go through a transformation challenge. Maybe this is supposed to be the healthiest year of your life. Like as we get older. I think we, every year should be. Well, we have said to each other, like as we get older, we don't need anything, but we will be spending all of our money on things that will keep us healthy and young and vibrant and capable of being active. Yeah. And so vitamins, like you guys, Eddie has a supplement cabinet that has <laughs> more vitamins than my entire Tupperware cabinet. Like it's, there's so much stuff in there. And every time he orders something and I see him taking something new, I'm like, what are you doing? Why, why didn't you get one for me? 
why aren't you sharing? And so I get really offended by that. Yeah. If you're trying to keep yourself young and amazing, why wouldn't you think of your wife to keep her young and amazing too? Order too. <laughs> and I do. Now, if it's something that goes under your tongue uh -huh. or something that you have to taste, hey, listen to her. Count listen, me out. Listen to her. I don't want it. I'm not eating your sea moss. I, you know, hey, I'll find a sea moss pill. <laughs> I said it in the previous episode. I'm a pill popper. Somebody asked me about that, right? And so I said, they said, you know, I was telling someone about this situation and, and like we had family over and I was telling them about sea mm -hmm. moss because I want to share. Hey, here's yeah. what's been giving me really good. I want you to share everything and, and you, let and me if you, say no. And if you were at, and you, you, you know, we both have really good immune systems because how many times did we get sick last year? Not never. I don't know. Probably maybe, maybe I don't a even, sniffle here and there. Yeah. Right. Nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. And so or it was like a 24 hour thing. and I We're good. Yeah. I think we were sick in January for the new year. Whatever. Whatever. One time. One time. But um, I so I, I'm, sharing, I'm sharing people with CMOS and, I, and they taste it and they're just like, oh, yeah. their faces. And I'm, and I'm and like, those in their flavor. I go, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Like, sometimes you got to earn good health, mm -hmm. right? And that means eating things that don't necessarily taste great. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of how I approach it. It's one of those things that it probably doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. it, you could probably get a flavored version of it. But I, you, know, you want to self-inflict pain. I want to like the level of discomfort. And we talked about this before. Like I take a cold shower in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like I, at first I start off with warm water. Then I turn it ice cold for mm -hmm. about 30 to 45 seconds. It's the first level of discomfort that I'm imposing on myself. Well, that's the science behind it is like right. you're imposing the discomfort on yourself. So that creates more resilience around other discomfort. Right. And so that's 100%. kind of a hack for you guys. If you're having a tough time with like anytime something gets challenging, anytime something's hard or, oh, oh, start self-imposing some things that don't really feel that great that are not harmful. I'm not saying right. cut yourself, but no. I'm saying, you know, eat the vegetables if you don't like the vegetables because they're good for you. Right. Take the cold shower if you don't like cold showers and you need to wake up and shock yourself because it's good for you, right? Yep. Drink the hydrogen water because it's good for you. But see, for me, I love water. I love water. <laughs> I drink water all day long. That's one thing I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to purposefully make it taste like shit. Right. But I'll drink a couple of the <laughs> hydrogen <laughs> waters. You're only drinking hydrogen water now. No, I'm drinking both. Like it's both. too much. I'm drinking both. I drink it. Yeah. I, I I make it an effort to do about five cups of it, of the hydrogen water. Yeah. Because I am I'm like using myself as a guinea pig to try yeah. to see like what are the some of the things I'm noticing that improve. So back to relationship goal setting for you. Yeah. yeah. Can you make a commitment that in 2024, anytime you discover something new and amazing for your health, you will also consider your wife's amazing health too. Hundred percent. I already started. However. You did. High five. I'm taking some new vitamin now. But if you uh, have to taste it, yeah, count me out. <laughs> I know that. Yeah. I know you. that. Okay. So can that be on your resolution board? <laughs> and what she's talking about, people, is she's talking about like the tinctures that you can get. Tinctures. So, is it tinctures? Tinctures. tinctures. Mm -hmm. So I have black seed oil, which is really great Don't for your that. respiratory system. Mm -hmm. It's really great for your skin. Uh, and then I also take lion's mane, mm -hmm. which is really good for focus. It's a, it's a type of mushroom. I'll take a pill. <laughs> take a pill. Mm -hmm. uh, and so recently uh, we've started taking vitamin D mm -hmm. uh, just because I've been doing some research and a lot of things that we were sharing some symptoms on. I was like, I think we have a little bit of vitamin, D, de in de uh, vitamin D deficiency. And so I got you vitamin D pills, yeah. right? Okay. 
Thank you. Yeah. Next category, <laughs> uh, home improvement and organization. So for me, I'm in charge of that. You don't really do that. So, you know, the closet, the rafters in the garage, like all that stuff. Those are things I want to feel like our our house is not cluttered. I want to get rid of things. And so for me, home improvement, like in 2020, that was a full remodel. Yeah. Like I dedicated the whole year to that. Right. Um, and then it was like decorating and all of that stuff. So I got major joy from that yeah. year. Right. Now it's like for me, home improvement is, oh, I want to put down a nice mat outside and make yeah. a wreath for my home. You don't do that shit. I do. <laughs> that brings me joy. So that's on my like that's on my goals. Right. Right. Uh, the next one, wealth, finances. I keep telling you we got to sit down and kind of go over some things. And you were like, well, let's just earn $3 million this year and we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a nice strategy. <laughs> um, next one, self-improvement, personal development. That could also be academic achievements, yeah. right? So like Jasmine, our oldest, she's his first year. She's actually not in college. Like I challenge her, like you still need to do something to grow this year. So figure out what it's going to be. Reading books is great, but if you're constantly reading novels, like what are you pulling from that to grow personally? So some sort of self-improvement. The next one, you already got career, business. That could be a transition. I'm leaving a job. I want to get promoted. Uh, could be a million things. I want to earn more money. Improve as your job. Right. Yeah. Uh, learn a new skill at your job. Learn a new skill while working at your job for another job. Something like that. The next one's relationships connection super important for me and so this december i had family that stayed with us i threw a party while they were here we went to john and ann's party and we decided that connection relationships partying being amongst your friends and family important and so next year when we celebrate our 20th year wedding anniversary it was kind of your idea you were like i think we should have a party and i yeah. said do we want to pay for all these people to come party or do we want to travel? And you were like, well, let's have a party like that brings us joy. That's a resolution right. to me is like reflecting on all of the things that brought you joy and figuring out how to have more of that. Right. Um, the next one's like spirituality, faith. I don't know what you believe in, but something, some sort of higher powers, having some sort of faith that there's a divine hand in everything that you do. You could yeah. call that luck. You could call that whatever the heck you want. But then, like, who are you showing gratitude to? Or what are you showing gratitude to? God, the universe? I don't know. Yeah. Have a conversation with yourself about that. The next one's creativity. And that's, like, fun, social sort of things. Uh, I really enjoyed Color Me Mine this year. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed making bracelets with my friends and my kids. I really enjoy being crafty. And so... Finding something that's creative and fun. That could be taking a dance class. This year, I want to take a piano lesson. Mm. Well, I want to take piano lessons. There you go. And so, um, <laughs> just to take one. so but if you don't think about these categories, then you're just like oh, business and what would you say? Business and health. And I go to the gym. I get promoted. Great. No, I added relationships on your list. That wasn't even on your list. And the last one's uh, being of service and giving back, yeah, which is something that I really want to do this year. Yeah. So if you don't have these categories, I don't know. I think your life is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, but I'll be winning over here while you just, you know, focus on two things. No, I it's mean. It's so on par for like a man. <laughs> so on par. Oh, that's just too much. It's like we were talking to our students today about 
women have like spaghetti brain. It's everywhere, right? And men have waffle brain. You focus on one square at a time. Right. And so that's you. You only need two squares of the waffle. <laughs> I need spaghetti because I need fun and connection and I need an organized home and I want there to be holiday decor. And those things are important to me. So, yeah. so the point of this podcast is there's no real right or wrong way to create a new life that you want to look forward to or set some goals or you know, continue to carry on goals that you had some progress with last year. But I also want to say that you can set goals and then maybe they're not the right goals. Mm -hmm. And so you can parking lot those goals. And if you don't look at the parking lot at the end of the year, then you don't know if it's something you want to revisit. Right. So sometimes quitting something uh, is not a bad thing. Like I right. quit a lot of things this year because this year was about family. Right. And so I didn't do very much to earn more, to advance my career, to make a ton of money. That wasn't my goal this year. Right. And so if I'm intentional with that from the beginning, then I could feel really good about knowing that I didn't grow my business this year. But I also think like you take each year teaches you something. And so even though you incorporate or you emphasize something um, like growing a business, because you were really intentional last year of making time, making space for family, making space to be with the girls, like all those kind of things. I think it, it, it conditions you and it readies you to do that when you're in pursuit of something. And so, you know, like, Hey, I know when to shut it off and, and to spend this time with this mm -hmm. place here in, in doing that. And I think that that balancing, I think is super important. And I think that I, can I just say like to kind of, piggyback on that one of the things i recommend you do when you're planning out your year and your goals is you have to plan around things that are important mm -hmm. so if you know that your kid's a senior in high school mm, you're going to be attending a lot of award ceremonies you should probably go to the website of the school and mark those days off at right. work put in a request now right create your schedule around that if you know that you go to the dentist in April and October, you should probably make those appointments now. Right. If you know that you get an annual, you know, prostate or mammogram or whatever, make those appointments now. Like I do all that in January, so there's no surprises. Yeah. Um, and then I also plan all the vacations. Like when will we be? So again, I'll be going to the kids' college websites, seeing when they're out, and then creating uh family experiences around those times and so then i can run my business with that in mind and then it makes you feel like you're looking forward to something yeah so i'm okay with grind 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 season because i know that i, I already have this stuff thing. planned yeah yeah so i think that's just good, such a good point and i think that one of the things that i would tell people as you listen to this uh, if you are not a person that is um, used to achieving goals, right? Mm -hmm. um, or maybe you're not really great at setting goals. Um, I think this is a good time and it's a good time of the, of the year with it being January New Year to set really short-term goals for yourself to start building the habit of goal achievement. And I think that we often get into a place where we are more acquainted with not having a goal, not having a mission, and so really being in the routine. And one of the things we talked about on our call today is that your habits, and if you live a habitual life that's missionless or purposeful, not filled purposeless. with purpose, then what ends up happening is that you leads to frustration, 
anger, sadness, and anxiety because the activity that you're involved with doesn't produce anything. There's no outcome. There's no reward. And I think that as you think about your year, think about how can you be as conscious and as aware of the mission that you have set forth for, you, for yourself so that you always have something that you're in pursuit of. And I think that humans are designed for pursuit. They're yeah. designed to go after things. And if you're in a place where you are um, not, you're probably not probably fulfilled. And you're yeah. probably, you know, um, finding yourself in a place where emotionally um, you're not healthy and mentally you're not healthy. And I think a lot of times what ends up happening is you take those emotions and those feelings and you project them on something else. So you're not happy be because of your relationship. You're not happy because of your, your job. But it's not those things. Those are just symptoms. And they're probably not in a great space because you're just not going after anything, mm -hmm. right? And I think that just that simple thing of every single day you are in pursuit of something um, is going to bring a level of fulfillment and, and, and enjoyment of life that you, it's, you want to experience. Yeah. And so that's my only thing. No matter what you do, whether it's your health, you, you know, your career, um, uh, relationships, there's a pursuit that you have to take on and there's a mission that has your name on it and you got to sign up and get going. And then the last thing I think I'll leave you with um, and check the show notes of the podcast because we'll put tons of other episodes we've done that will help you strategize and plan for the new year. Like we did an episode called the ABCs of the new year. That's a ton of great information on like what you can do to assess and what you need to leave in 2023 yeah. and then not take into 2024, vice versa, whatever. Um, but the other thing I'll say is it's very important to get clear on what you want. Mm -hmm. People focus so much on the bad things in their life or what they don't have, the lack. A really good book I read this year was um, something about from gap to gain, mm -hmm. right? I'm messing up the title, but it was like, do you focus on the things you don't have or do you focus on the things that you have accomplished and how right. far you have come? So that if you have a tendency to do that, gap to gain is a really good. And, and book. that, yeah. And that's the number one way to build your self-esteem Yeah, is to think about like to focus on what you've yeah. accomplished so and that so, you go for more. So what I was going to say though is, uh, someone taught me a long time ago that you have to place an order. And you got to be really clear on what you want. And if you're not clear, then the universe or God has no way to step in and help you achieve that. Mm -hmm. And so then you're kind of like just taking whatever the world gives you. And so I think when you're in pursuit of something and you're very clear and specific, you have purpose, you have mission, you can fill your time to kind of go after that thing. But then the universe can conspire to help you, right? And anytime I have been stuck in life, I'm telling you, anytime, any major transition, when we've had difficulties with finances, when we've had difficulties in our relationship, when I get really clear on this is what I want, this is what, um, you know, would be better than what we have, this is the goal, this is this. Now, I can't obsess about the how, I just have to like know that this is the clarity that I needed. And now I can start to kind of work towards that and just chip away at it. I swear to God, somebody I'll meet randomly at a grocery store who will be, you know, recommending the finance book that changed our life, you know, 
or the customer that walks into the bakery is like knows exactly who to call to help rectify um, uh, an issue that right. I had with the health department, let's say. And no matter what circumstance we've been in, I have seen that to be true time after time. Yeah. And so I'm just a big proponent of like, get clear if you're in a shitty place, if your finances suck, if you're struggling in your relationship, if you're looking for love and can't find it, if you hate your body, get clear on what you want. And I'm not just talking about, I want to lose 50 pounds. No, when I lose 50 pounds, here's how I will feel. I will feel sexy. I'll feel vibrant. I'll get new clothes. I'm going to change my hair color. I'm going to find me a man. Like get real into that visualization yeah. and then everything else will fall into place. You'll know exactly what you need to do to create that. And that's the key thing that you, I think you have to really keep lock in on is you have to do something. And I think that the, the taking action is so important because taking action out there shapes what's in here. Mm -hmm. And I think that the more you can take action, the more you can um, make a move towards something, that clarity gets even more clear, mm -hmm. right? Because the path starts to open up, you know, you start to see the way. And then we, we've talked about this before, when you are hit with an obstacle, which you will be, the rerouting can happen. And I think that the only time a rerouting happens is if you set the destination. Yeah. You got somewhere to go. You got somewhere to and go. And B, right. there was a detour, right. but it's going to tell you how to go around that shit. Exactly. And if you don't have a destination, obstacles become the thing that veers you off. Stuff. And then all of a sudden, now you're going in a direction that maybe you actually, you absolutely don't want to. Yeah. But you're not even aware that you're headed that way. And someone told me one time, I can't remember who it was, and it's a quote, I'll butcher it, but it was like, well, when you're going through a challenging time, it's like walking through a cave that's like on fire. Why would you stop in the cave? Just right. get through that shit. And I was right. like, oh, yes. Yeah. So if I get through the problem, but then I make it to the other side and I'm like, wait, where am I going again? And my GPS reroutes. Oh, I'm I'm in there. Yeah. So I hope this was helpful. If you made it this far, <laughs> then that tells me that you want to have an amazing 2024. And I'm going to make a deal with you because I have all these beads and all this bracelet <laughs> stuff. If you choose a word. So again, my words, momentum. If you choose a word and you take 30 seconds to write a review on Apple Podcasts and you tell me what your word is and then DM me your address, I'll make you a bracelet and I'll send it to you. Dang. So I'll do that for five listeners. That's awesome. So anybody, just be the first five. And if there's more than five, I'll just randomly pick five. We'll, put, we'll do a drawing maybe. But tell me what your one word is. Like what is the word of purpose for your 2024? And then DM me on Instagram or something um, and send me your address. And I'm happy to make you a bracelet. It will be made with love, not frustration. And I bet your dreams will come true because of that it. bracelet. There you have so it. have a great new year, you guys. We hope to see you in the next episode and push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review 
review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.